Hello class, you have two ways to access the class feedback for activity one. One, you can read the feedback or two, you can listen to this podcast. Please find my activity one individual feedback to you in your migrate folder by clicking on the small comment icon next to your activity one points. For this assignment, I am using the comment icon and not the notebook rubric icon. Here are my comments to the class, including an explanation of functionalism, conflict, and symbolic interaction perspectives and connection to the wealth gap. First of all, I want to inform you about the Canvas unit check plagiarism software. Canvas has a plagiarism software that highlights sentences that are copied from other sources and those sources are made available to faculty when students submit their work. I don't believe that any of you are plagiarizing on purpose or that it is your intent to cheat or engage in academic dishonesty. Let me repeat, I do not believe that any of you are plagiarizing on purpose or that it is your intent to cheat or engage in academic dishonesty. Now that we got that out of the way, please be aware of the following. One, I cannot give anyone credit or assignment points for copying other sources, even when the sources are properly cited and placed in quotation marks. The reason for this is that I need to be able to assess student understanding and thinking in their own words and not in someone else's words from another source. Two, summaries are written in your own words and not copied from the articles, textbook, lecture handouts, and other sources. So now let's go over question one. Overall, great job. Most of you demonstrated an understanding that the black-white wealth gap is a major problem in the United States. The following were areas where some of you may have missed points. One, the summary needed to include informations from the charts or the main points of the article in at least eight to 10 thoughtful and meaningful sentences. Two, I cannot give double credit or assignment points for repetitive information. Three, the summary included your own viewpoints, and this was reserved for question two and not question one. Four, I cannot give credit for an introductory sentence that only included the citation of the article or repeated information from the instructions. Now let's go over question number two. Here, the focus was on your own views and explanation of why the black-white wealth gap continues to exist today. Sociologists are often consulted for answers to social problems by politicians, policymakers, nonprofit organizations, companies, and communities. Sociologists can be asked to design social programs and funding sources for some of our most significant social issues. Many of you are preparing for careers in the social services and will be in positions of authority where others will be coming to you for solutions. Therefore, in this class, we are practicing developing our critical thinking skills using sociology. One, 
most of you offered excellent black and white wealth gap explanations and provided examples. Two, next time remember that this paragraph also needs to be written in at least eight to 10 grammatically correct, thoughtful and meaningful sentences. Three, when proofreading your work, remove repetitive sentences. Four, when proofreading your work, confirm that your explanation is on topic or related to the data or information you summarized in paragraph one. Question number three, many of you wrote that racism is responsible for the wealth gap, or depending on your explanation in paragraph three, ask yourself, what sociological theory, either functionalism, conflict, or symbolic interaction is most aligned with what you wrote about in paragraph two? Again, as a reminder, it is appropriate to quote from other sources, but just keep in mind that you will not receive credit or assignment points because I must be able to assess your understanding of the theory in connection to the wealth gap in your own words in an eight to 10 grammatically correct, thoughtful and meaningful sentences. Below are some of the main points of each theory and connections to the wealth gap. Practice makes perfect and you will get the hang of this as we progress through the semester. By the way, I do not expect perfection. The paragraphs that I'm going to um, go over are meant to help you think on a deeper level about the three main sociological theories. We are still at the beginning of the semester, but hopefully by reading these or listening to these, you see the connections between the examples below, our textbook chapters, lecture handouts, and the wealth gap statistics. So let's start with an example of functionalism theory. Functionalism explains social problems as stemming from a disorganized society at large. For example, if schools offer low quality education, this will impact the economy because people will not be trained adequately to fulfill the work that is needed to maintain a stable society. Society is like any structure or organized system. For example, if a car has a flat tire, no matter how much gas there is in the tank, the car has a malfunction. Racism embedded in the organization of a society will have negative consequences. And one of these negative consequences is the black and white wealth gap. For example, when corporations that employ high-skilled workers and offer high-paying jobs open new, location, open new locations in high-income communities, this continues the wealth gap. Low-income communities with higher than average low-skilled and low-paying jobs guarantees a lower than average tax revenue and consequently less funding for schools and job training. Home ownership is one way that wealth is passed from one generation to the next. And in low-income communities, home ownership rates are low. A function of the government is to ensure the well-being of society by creating incentives for companies to move their high-skilled and high-paying jobs to low-income communities. This will, over time, contribute to the well-being of residents and equity as increases in tax revenue 
are used to fund quality education and social programs. We could see here that just as the organs in our body all work together to maintain health, so do the social institutions of a society. Economy, government, and education maintain a functioning society. Now here's an example of conflict theory. Conflict theory explains social problems as stemming from an unequal society at large. People in power decide how a society's social resources will be spent and distributed. Since social resources like education, high-paying jobs, home ownership, technology, and wealth are valuable and limited, powerful people tend to accumulate these for themselves. Racism can be viewed as benefiting the powerful class of people because it ensures that there will be a large group of people who will be exploited or used for the powerful, for the needs of the powerful. Let me repeat that. Racism can be viewed as benefiting the powerful class of people because it ensures there will be a large group of people who will be exploited or used for the benefit of the powerful group in the form of low-paying jobs that service and low-paying jobs that service the needs of the powerful. Powerful people create the rules of a society, including government, economic, and education policies. Historically, rich white landowners perpetuated colonization, genocide, and slavery. And afterwards, laws continued to disadvantage minority groups. The black-white wealth gap continues to exist because it still benefits the interests of the powerful, mainly in the form of low-wage jobs like the past days of slavery. Low home ownership rates ensure that the wealth gap continues to be passed from one generation to the next, and wealthy land, landowners or landlords maintain generational power. Now let's look at the wealth gap through the symbolic interaction perspective. Symbolic interaction theory explains social problems as stemming, stemming from day-to-day -day social interactions. People in their everyday lives communicate verbally and non-verbally cultural meanings, including racism. Stereotypes and prejudicial beliefs continue to exist and are communicated, for example, in social media posts, mass media, politicians, and commercials. Prejudicial beliefs impact how people think of themselves and others. Stereotypes and prejudicial beliefs lead to microaggressions and racism in the classroom, at work, and in business establishments, and are communicated subtly in different negative labels that carry racist meanings. For example, words such as underprivileged, disadvantaged, poor, criminal, unemployed, carry negative meanings and influence how people think about each other and interact. The black-white wealth gap will continue to exist until people in their everyday lives reject racial stereotypes and prejudicial beliefs about negative social conditions as part of a person's identity. For example, the belief that wealth or lack of it is due to personal effort or laziness leads people to assign praise or blame labels to individuals, and this consequently maintains inequalities. The end. Hopefully this helps and please contact me if you have any questions.
Some of you have notes in your grade rubric feedback comments to contact me about your posts for clarification. I look forward to hearing you. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Goodbye for now.